Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is August 22nd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, we're doing pretty good today. We're rocking. We're rolling. We're ready to fight. Uh, No, everything has been pretty hunky-dory. And uh, yeah, now we're here. We're podcasting. Uh, sadly, I don't have too much to report on the food corner. Pretty ho hum, regular day foods. I had some sun chips, the old harvest cheddar. There you go, and some peanuts. So yeah, that's really riveting, interesting stuff. <laughs> Let's see here. I won't bore you with the details today. Um, let me go ahead and uh, get get my little start break going in there. You know, I like to start off with a little bit of a de-stress, relax, what have you. Ooh wee. Hopefully you're having a good Tuesday. Alright, let's get into some news. Um actually let me have my drink. Wouldn't want to start this parched. Please don't ask me where that accent's from. I couldn't tell you. Um, ABC News. Pakistan cable car updates. All eight passengers rescued after dangling a thousand feet in the air. So, I, I initially heard at the top of the day there was a cable car that uh, had a cable car malfunctioned and essentially was only hanging, I believe, by one uh, cable as opposed to the two. And it was looking like a really dire situation. But they did have people on the scene um, and there were just going to be updates you know, throughout the day. And I was really happy to hear, like, I feel like around like maybe halfway through the day, two, three o'clock, I'm not 100% sure. But, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, this all winds up, you know, more or less becoming good news. Everyone was rescued. So, yay, that. Start off with a dub. But two adults and six children were rescued Tuesday after they were dangling 900 feet above the ground in Pakistan when a cable car used to get kids to school broke, sparking a a dramatic hour-long rescue operation. The children... Uh, the six children range from, in age from 10 to 15. Pakistani Prime Minister Anwar Ul-Haqqar tweeted about the rescue, saying he was relieved to know that Amal Haldilillah, ooh, we fucked that up, sorry, um, uh, which is, um, you know, thank God, all the kids had been successfully and safely rescued. Great teamwork by the military rescue departments, district administration, as well as the local people. Um, so kind of what I saw, they had a helicopter that they had kind of flew over the cable car that they, I believe, used to help like get people out. And then I think they also like attached either another cable or some sort and or they just like made a like a system, like a pulley system almost where they could just like, I don't, I'm not using the right terminology, but it's almost like a zip line. 
where they just like, you know, zipped over to them, hooked them up to a zip line, and then, you know, they, they came back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everyone was saved. So this is, a, you know, this is a dub. This is a nice story. We like, we like, we like that. I either like starting or ending. I usually end with a good story. Um, I will say I'm ending with an interesting story, but um, we'll get to that. We're not there yet. Um, let's see. But let's move along. From the BBC News, Tox, Toxin Sinawata, I probably got that name wrong, I, even though I tried like two or three times to like pronounce it, whatever, uh, former Thailand Prime Minister jailed after return from exile. So this was not the update I was planning on, uh, I expected, I should say, on giving, but this kind of just popped up on me. Um, so I got a little crash course on who Toxin Sinawata um, is and, um, you know, what's kind of going on in Thailand right now. So, uh, Thailand's former prime minister, uh, Taksin Sinawata has been jailed upon returning to the country after 15 years in exile. Um, but many believe he has struck a deal that will keep him from serving more than a short period in prison. He arrived in Bangkok on Tuesday morning in a private jet hours before his Fu Thai party's candidate Sarita Chavison was voted the next Thai prime minister. Now, if you guys have been keeping up with me, the last time we talked about Thailand, it the, the Fu Thai party was like a side part of it. You know what I mean? We were talking about the Move Forward party and how their main person was being blocked and how he wasn't going to be allowed. But there was a chance that if they worked with the Fu Thai party, things were going to balance out and things were going to be okay. They could make it work. And that's more or less what happened. But essentially, the Fu Thai party said, okay, we took a big L here. Like the Move Forward, Move Forward party beat us. Not only that, we just did not do well in the elections. So... And they also are going to say, hey, the, the whole situation with uh, Sinawata isn't related to this. But at the same time, they made extreme concessions here that, like, no one predicted them to make. Uh, essentially even siding with, like, the royalist party of Thailand and just making all kinds of deals that just weren't expected to secure themselves. And in doing all of this, they essentially just blotted out the Move Forward Party more or less entirely, which is something that I hate about, like, coalition-type governing. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, I think it, it is very good. It's very interesting. It has its upsides, its pros, and its cons. But, like, the idea that, like, you can win an election, but if, like you don't coalesce a big enough coalition or group of people to like vote alongside you, party alongside you, then you're, the win is nullified. Uh, that being said, there were people that were excited to, uh, to see Sinawata. Um, they're called red shirts, which, uh, you know, if you're a Trekkie, that's a very interesting thing that red shirts are being involved here, but they're just uh, loyalists to this guy. Uh, now, I will say like royalists hated this guy, like apparently, um, that, like, that was part of him being ousted and put into exile or whatever, was, like, he was kind of anti, but I guess everything was kind of so dire here, they're like, yo, we cannot let these young fucking progressives in here and run the show, uh, they essentially said, we're willing to work with this Futai party, like, they are, like, the, the lesser evil here, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know much here, let alone the behind-the-scenes shit, but essentially, this this guy has come out of exile, 
and essentially has like submitted himself finally now to prison. Uh, we'll see if it kind of goes the the way that people are thinking. He has the ability to um, now file for like a petition for a pardon, and it's looking like he probably will get it. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds here. It's a bit of an update. Like I said, this all kind of just fell into my lap today, and I figured, hey, we'll talk about it. Uh, let's see. We can move on now. We've talked enough. Kind of rift. Um, feel free to read that if you'd like to get the whole skinny there. All right. Um, from CNN. A Californian was killed after an argument over a pride flag hanging outside her clothing store, deputies say. A Southern California clothing store owner was shot and killed after an argument about a rainbow pride flag hanging outside her business, uh, police said. As the LGBTQ plus community continues to face violence and threats across America. Laura Ann, or Lori Carlton, 66 years old, died from a gunshot wound Friday evening at her store, Mag P.I., in Cedar Glen, about 80 miles by car east of Los Angeles, Los Angeles, the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office said. The suspected shooter, Travis Ichiguchi, Ichiguchi, uh, 27 years old, also dead following a shootout with deputies after the suspect fled from the first shootings. Uh, first shooting, authorities said. So Ichiguchi had torn down the flag and yelled many homophobic slurs towards Carlton, and Ichiguchi shot Carlton after she confronted him. Sheriff Shannon Danian, Sheriff Sheriff Shannon Discus said, Ichiguchi had also made several several role disparaging remarks about the flag before the shooting. The sheriff's office said in a news release. Also, he has been on like uh, Gab, which is like a right wing uh, social media site, I believe. And then also X, formerly known as Twitter. How many weeks do you have to like say the whole thing before you're going to say X? I'm, I'm very curious about that. But um, he's been, excuse me, saying a lot of like just homophobic, uh, inflammatory shit online. And apparently in this moment, he was at the shop and um, Carlton, Carlton has dealt with the shit before to the point of like she had already replaced the flag because like it's just a, it's a it's a longstanding thing of like people just coming, trying to rip it down, talking shit. But in the situation, she said it had kind of been uh, faded out due to like sun damage, like wearing out. So she's like, I'm going to like replace it, which Goes to show, like, she is, like, she is giving this pride flag the same respect that, like, a motherfucking veteran is, like, you know, when they see a flag. Like, yo, I can't let this shit fade. I can't let this shit hit the ground. Like, no, I I respect this, brother. And I fucking love that. Um, And this is apparently, she's, she's, and she's not a part of this community in the sense of, like, she's gay or anything like that. Uh, She's just as an ally. She just supports this shit. And she lost her life literally defending this and it's not something that she you know i'm sure planned on doing that day when she woke up it's not like she woke up on the front line like that but at the end of the day that's what wound up happening to her and 
I guess at the end of the day, this meant this much to this Ichiguchi guy that he was like, I got to kill her and then I got to fucking f- shoot out with the cops. I got to go out GTA style. Um, but that's what he chose to do with his life, um, which is very unfortunate. It's very fucking sad that you just see this out of people who like, like, it's only wrong. Like, I, I, I read some of his shit. He was talking about how, like, you know, this is a religious thing. And like, if you really care so much about that, like, like, if you're a Christian, you should care about this shit. You should fight for your rights and, and, and oppose this kind of stuff. And like, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, the same religion you are referencing it talks about being like loving and accepting of all people like and living by actions like bro not by a fucking gun like who do you think you are dude it, it, it's wild it's wild as hell that this shit is happening that it just sadly just gets more and more normalized some fucking hell um but i i just wanted to highlight carlton's life and in that way um you know it's the least i can fucking do and i just feel like it was a story worth talking about um, let's see, we have one more thing to cover. So you know what that means. I'm going to take my break. Ooh, ooh-wee. All right. Our last story comes from CBS News. Chicago woman arrested for threatening to kill Trump and his son. So let this not let let it be for the record that this is a balanced podcast. All right. I do both sides. Okay. All right. 360 News. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, This was a bit of a twist. I, I, I just found out about this shit today. Uh, the Secret Service arrested a Chicago woman Monday after prosecutors alleged she sent multiple menacing emails to a Florida school in which she threatened to kill former President Donald Trump and his teenage son, Barron, a law enforcement official confirmed to CBS News. Now, look, I don't know... <laughs> I feel bad. I was literally looking up, like, I think it might have been this... But, like, I saw a picture of, like, the family and then in which, like, uh, Baron Trump was there. And, you know, the thing where, like, <laughs> um, if you have, like, blue eyes or whatever, maybe it's green, too, your eyes can somehow, like, come out red. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure the reasons. I'm not a fucking scientist. But, like, your eyes can come out red on photos. And I just see a picture of Baron Von Trump just, like, kind of looking aloof. And he just, like, has, like, the red eye kind of situation. And it's like, poor kid. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not down to, like, clown on people who at the end of the day aren't doing anything. They aren't actually political figures or whatever. Baron Trump's a kid. He's not doing the things, like, his older brothers are doing. So I'm not really trying to yuck on him or whatever. But um, I definitely don't want to see the kid murdered. <laughs> nor, nor, at the end of the day, do I need to see Donald Trump assassinated. Please, please do not give the Trump base... The satisfaction here, okay, that this motherfucker gets a JFK treatment. No, 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 no. <laughs> they would never let it go. Um, let's see. Let's uh, let's read the quote. Let's talk about it. Uh, I will shoot Donald Trump Sr. and Baron Trump straight in the face at any opportunity that I get. 
Tracy Fiorenza allegedly emailed the headmaster of a Palm Beach school on May 21st, 2023, according to a criminal complaint filed earlier this month in Florida. Ugh, man, like, I, I, once again, I've said this before on this podcast, it is, like, uh, I reference Patterson a lot as of late since this happened, but, like, posting on Facebook, like, manifesto style, as beatnik and, like, off-brand as it is, like, it at least makes sense of, like, the millennial in me. Like, that appeals to my senses. Sending emails just feels like such a weird way to implicate yourself in a fucking crime. But people do it, apparently, all the fucking time. Now, she's in her 40s, so, like, I guess that kind of makes sense. Isn't that, like, Gen X or whatever? Like, I guess you're still in that age. Uh, and I shouldn't, once again, I shouldn't clown too fucking hard here. Because uh, this definitely looks like like there might be, like, mental like health involved here mental issues illness here um but uh fiorenza she then uh, doubled down days later uh she said i'm going to slam a bullet and burn burn and baron trump's head with his uh with his father in self-defense i don't know if she's like following this up like because she's like maybe like stewed over the first email and was like I need to make sure that people understand that I'm going to do this because I'm being attacked. Um, and I'm sure, like, in circles, people are like, yeah, look at the liberal left going crazy. And they say that we're the problem. I don't fucking know. I'm not really looking that hard here on X right now or any social media. I'm definitely not on Gab doing the hard research. I don't get paid enough. Okay, let's just be fucking frank about it. And I'm okay with that because I'm a lazy guy and I just want, I, I like doing this. I like giving you guys the free, free shit and, and, and we all are happy here. Um, if you want to know why Tracy did what she did, by all means, let me know. I will, I will put that, I will blast it for you. Um, but yeah, this looks like a mental health thing. They did bring her in. Um, it's, it's a real shame uh, that this is just, yet again, just more of a normal thing of people using the the internet to just like, scream these things that they just should not say like they should not do these things like and i and i'm glad that once again referencing the patterson situation that she did not like actually like you know uh do a shootout or whatever you know she complied and you know you know gonna go through the whole legal process now but excuse me yeah, I mean, this is crazy. I, it goes to show this is on both sides. People are just kind of, you know, a little unhinged, kind of taking it off a little bit, losing their lid. Um, I don't condone that, got to say, but I, I mean, it is hot out here. It's crazy. It's brutal out here, <laughs> to quote Olivia. All right, um, that's all I have for today. Um, I think we managed through some te- technical difficulties. I think this podcast is going to be able to post okay. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, uh, you've already made this a spectacular experience. If you made this far, you're awesome. Yay, heart emojis radiating to you. Uh, let's see. If you'd like to support for if you'd like to support further, I do have a Patreon. Patreon.com says Isaiah News. Uh, you do become a newsie. I shout you out at the top of the month. I say your name if you'd like. I plug a project that you're doing if you'd like. If you'd like to be a silent donator, a silent whale, as you like to say, maybe. Uh, we love whales. We're whale watchers. Um, feel free. I, I, I won't say your name then. I will zip it. 
Um, but uh, if you'd like to contact me, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com, as well as the social media, I'm there. I'm terminally online. You just got to find me. Uh, clip, click a couple buttons. I'm sure you'll, you'll see me or the podcast. Uh, if you'd like to do me another solid, please subscribe to the YouTube. Also, max out those reviews. Those are always good. Comments are good. Thumbs up are good. Um, but yeah, follow on the respective listening apparatus application you're on. That'll be awesome. And yeah, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.